0: It's a very
1: personal, very
0: important thing. Are you ready, Jeff?
2: I'm ready. Just want to make sure you're ready, brother. Here it is. Show me the money.
1: I'm ready. What's up, guys? Welcome back to No Easy Buckets. Uh, This is Under the Covers with Mike and Clay. I'm your host Jacob we're back for week one uh, we took a hiatus for week zero uh, wasn't much out there so we wanted to save you some good some gold picks we didn't want to give out any crap last week there wasn't a lot to bet on there was you know college football was back but wasn't a lot to make some money on so uh, we want to jump back in for week one what's up guys
0: what's going on man it's week one What's Let's up?
1: Those- yeah
3: feels like Christmas Eve here in Memphis even though it's 92 degrees outside the best uh wednesday night of the year before tomorrow's thursday action
1: the old hawaii christmas in uh in in the mid-south um yeah so did you guys uh like you said we didn't really do much last week for for the first two games of the games of the week uh you know florida miami and then really arizona hawaii were the only two of note um but i mean they were pretty good games to watch it was bad i mean we were both we were all texting during them (laughs) we were definitely tuned in
0: yeah, it was fun. I mean, the Florida-Miami game, as sloppy as it was, it was entertaining, especially mm-hmm. the last, like, five minutes because no one knew what the hell was going to happen. I think the refs were really trying to give Miami a, an edge. but
1: They were bad all night.
0: Yes, <laughs> they were horrible. And if you had an underbat, like, you were probably sweating. Yeah, the,
3: uh, the overall uh, mm-hmm. gameplay last week wasn't very good, but anytime you need a uh, fix, it doesn't matter how you get your fix or the quality or quantity. As long as you get your fix, that's what matters. And we got it, and now we got week one, and I cannot be happier.
1: Dude, same. Same. There's some uh, there's some good uh, – obviously, we'll cover those in just a second, but there's some good uh, stuff on the docket this week, uh, obviously, opening up. We got some good conference games, actually, and some, obviously, local rivalries, things of that nature. Um, uh, but like I said, as we do every year – we're going to go through Mike, and Mike and Clay are each going to give their picks back and forth. Some of them are overlapped. Some of them won't. Um, we've also got a couple uh, interesting segments as well as a voicemail here at the end, so uh, make sure you stay tuned for that. So let's get. Uh, we'll just get right on into it. Um, Clay, why don't you start us off with uh, your first one this week?
3: I'll start us off. This one kicks off at 6 o'clock Central Time on Thursday. So if my math is correct, by the time the listeners go to bed on Thursday night, Your bank account will be bigger. I got Cincinnati at home versus the UCLA Bruins. Cincinnati's a a two-and-a-half-point favorite. They went to uh, Westwood last year to the Rose Bowl in the season opener and beat Chip Kelly's UCLA Bruins 26-17. Cincinnati ranked 15th nationally last year in rushing offense. They returned a 1,300-yard back Michael Warren, dual-threat quarterback Desmond Ritter, Last year's American Athletic Conference Newcomer of the Year. He, c- he accounted for 25 total TDs and five picks. Look for him to grow on that. On top of that, their 2017 leading rusher, Jared Doakes, missed all last year with a torn ACL. He's back. He's ready to roll tomorrow night. So we have a three-headed horse in the backfield. Also, I love Cincinnati defense under Luke Fickle. That guy's a defensive monster. Bearcats finished eighth nationally in scoring defense last year, 11th in total defense, and 13th in rushing defense. I just can't draw up this game any better. UCLA couldn't stop a nosebleed last year. They would have gave up. They, they finished second to last in Pac-12 defense in front of Oregon State. They gave up 30 or more in all but three games. And then, most importantly, it is a Thursday night game in cincinnati on national television against these west coast punks from california i couldn't think of anything more than an east coast school loving to beat up on some s- snowflakes from california the stat- stadium will be rocking tomorrow night at six o'clock they're selling booze this year cincinnati rolls early on thursday night against ucla
1: love that love that And you said uh Cincinnati finished off last year uh, with a big win. Uh, UCLA, awful season. Chip Kelly, I don't know. I don't know if he's got it. I don't know if he figures it's, it out. Uh, it's,
3: it's probably a year away, but I don't know if it's as good of a situation as he has at Oregon. It, it just doesn't seem like he's going to get it quick and like he once did.
1: No, I got to get a QB in there, but maybe he'll figure that out along the way. But So you got Cincinnati minus two and a half. That'll be a good game to watch. I almost forgot that there was games Thursday, uh, so I'm looking forward to um, – to tuning in for that tomorrow. Oh, This will be the – y'all be listening to this the day of that one. So, make sure you get your bets in. Uh, but, yeah, so Cincinnati Miles two and a half, Clay's first pick. Uh, why don't you go uh, your first one, Mike?
0: Well, it's going to be one we'll probably park on for a little bit. But it is the game of the century. <laughs> Ole Miss at Tiger High, a.k.a. University of Memphis Tigers, the pod's favorite. Let's go. Besides Ole Miss, of course. But Clay – of course, is going to be there. I wish I was, but I'll be hanging out with our boys in Vegas, uh, getting some action in down there in the desert. But here we have Memphis is a five and a half point favorite. The over under 68. My pick of the day is the under on this game. Um, it's a classic game to be the contrary in here. It's going to be fun. I mean, Memphis has treated this game as a robbery since it started, but I say that with air quotes because Ole Miss leads this rivalry 49 and 11 and two. So you can't really dictate that as a rivalry if Ole Miss wins pretty much every time. We all do have that memory of 2015 being a great game. Memphis coming out winning 37-24. But I don't really feel like there's much on both sides of offense that we can really feel as being like a, a super big uh, scoring frenzy uh, the last time that this game even got close to 68 which is the total was in 2003 when you had Eli Manning and uh, D'Angelo Williams on the field so you got a big fallout on offense on both sides Daryl Henderson Tony Pollard D.K. Metcalf Lodge Tamu A.J. Brown you name them they're gone so I think both Both sides on offense are going to be really struggling to figure out their identity in the first half, which may start off us off really struggling. So, I think the under's a good call just because, I mean, defensively you couldn't get any worse on both sides. So, they're going to improve. So, realistically, I think 68 is a little bit high for today. So, under's my play.
1: Yeah, no, I think that is pretty high. We were talking about this the other day, that that has the potential to be kind of like a pretty – not – I don't want to say like a boring game, but like, cause we'll be tuned in cause of, you know, you know, biases and stuff, but I mean, it has the potential to be kind of a slow game just with like freshman you know, freshman QB for Ole Miss corral. And just like a lot of new players there on offense, a lot of new skill position players. And then with Memphis, just obviously replacing their whole backfield. Uh, you don't know what kind of, you know, if they're going to feature, uh, are they going to try to throw it more like they did at the first of the year last year? So it could be a, a long game. Could be, could be an under there, but I mean, like you said, that's going to be kind of the one we're really tuning in for. Uh, it's tough that College Game Day couldn't get down there. Really wanted to hear what Desmond Howard had to say on set. but I mean, never you know what he's going to
0: say now. Exactly. Um, I still think – I mean, Clay may hate this, but I still think there's value in Ole Miss. Um, we we know this. SEC tends to do a, better, do a better job of recruiting, have a better set of talent. Memphis lost a lot of talent, but they're – Extremely hyped this year, which kind of worries me. So, I mean, I may dabble in Ole Miss, but if you want to fade that, go ahead. But <laughs> Memphis, I mean, is, Memphis is eight and eight in their last sixteen games. Uh-oh. How many? How many times have you really seen? I mean, you go back like, go back and look at the history since this rivalry started in nineteen twenty one. How many times has Memphis been favored? Do we know Once, that? Two thousand five. Oh, two thousand five.
3: And they 2005, Ed Ordron's debut. They won 10 to six.
0: Coach O was three zero against oh. Memphis. What was Bill, the Memphis Billed QB? What
1: tent. was the Memphis QB? I forgot his name. It wasn't Danny Wimprime. Oh, I can't remember. It was a it was a golden uh, one they had. i Paxton Lynch that. ain't coming through that door. <laughs> no, no, it was the guy who in Seattle and concussion. The guy who it was the guy who punted every now and then, right? Uh, anyway. Anyway, I don't know. I mean, I just, I just, for another, it's going
0: to be a fun game. I think you know this is the greatest way to start off your Saturday morning, eleven a.m. in the Liberty Bowl, one in, one out, as we always say in the Liberty Bowl. So it's going to be even fun. though they're even though ticket sales
3: are down, they were putting up tarps today. There won't be more than forty thousand there. It's still going to be one in, one out in our hearts.
1: That's true. I mean, it definitely yeah. one in, one out this weekend. <laughs> Um, What's the way y'all got the weather for that? Don't want to stay too long on it, but y'all got the weather. It's gonna be
0: sunny, it's gonna be nice and sunny. It's nice,
1: it's like high 91,
3: sunny, sunny with a uh, super gettable.
1: (laughs) Uh, all right, so so Mike, you got under 68 there. Uh, possibly a dabble in the old miss plus five and a half, but we'll see.
0: Just a personal fun. You may
1: have to tweet something out on Saturday morning. I'm just letting you know, but if you have the the action
0: network pod, if you have the action network app. If you can follow me and Jacob, we've got uh, users on there yep. to where you can just track our bets if you want to because we just kind of do live bets from time to time. For sure. It's fun. So.
1: Awesome. Well, let's move on. Clay, what's your next one up?
0: All right, next one. You know, what's better
3: than winning money on Thursday night? Doubling that money on Friday night. we got to wait a little later, though, because this is our first Pac-12 after dark. We're going out to Corvallis, Oregon, Oregon State. Oklahoma State, Cowboys are 14-point favorites there. I love that line. Oklahoma State's coming off kind of a down year, but what fixes a down year? Going to Corvallis, Oregon. Oregon State, fewest points they allowed last year in Pac-12 action was 35. Oklahoma State, better than most of those Pac-12 offenses. They're starting a highly touted redshirt freshman quarterback, Spencer Sanders, who sounds like he should be a Sigma Chi at Ole Miss, but he's starting for the Pokes. I don't like to bring up old high school stories, but he was a four-year starter in high school, 46-6 and record. Kid knows how to win games. They got their star wide receiver coming back, Tylen Wallace. He was first-team All-American last year. They're returning three, starting offensive linemen. They have two corners coming back for Oklahoma State. Combined 52 starts, A.J. Green and Rodarius Williams. Oregon State, they allowed 32 to Portland State last year. That's all we need to know. Oklahoma State minus fourteen, big. You're going to bed on Friday night with two and O record. That's why college football is here.
1: Love that's gonna be a great Friday night one to pay attention mm-hmm. to. Like I, I want to see Sanders play for sure. I mean, I was hearing them talking about there had a little bit of a QB battle in the in the summer, but now he's kind of he he beat. They, they are, actually
3: he actually is not naming a starter, but everybody knows it's Spencer Sanders.
1: Right, right. He's definitely gonna play. He'll he'll separate himself for sure. Um, so you got OK State minus fourteen uh, over are uh, and Corvallis. That's in Corvallis, right? You said not a correct. Site?
3: Yeah, it's at uh, yeah. at o- no, Oregon State. No, Oregon State doesn't get a lot of these uh, kickoff games. <laughs> they couldn't fit that.
1: They couldn't fit that one in the in the Superdome. They hadn't have Yeah, state. the Rose
3: Bowl was booked. Yeah.
1: So, uh, make sure, like, obviously you got the Cincinnati on Thursday and OK State minus 14 on Friday night, so make sure you get those in. Um, But, yeah, let's move on to your next one, Mike.
0: Well, we've got – all of my games are on Saturday, by the way. Clay's going to get you rich on the weekdays. I'm going to get you rich on the weekend. we got Boise State versus Florida State, and they're playing in Jacksonville, Florida, which is – I guess you could call it neutral since they're playing there. Uh, I'm no meteorologist – but I don't know if you've seen the news lately, but you got a tropical storm called Dorian coming into town. That's threatening Puerto Rico as we speak, looking like a category three. Um, it's going to be bad as far as the weather goes. But besides the point there, that could you could look at the under there. Uh, but I'm taking Florida State at minus four and a half. That's my pick. I think there's value there just from the neutral field standpoint. Uh, Willie, St- Willie Taggart. He finished five and seven of his first year in Tallahassee, uh, without a bowl berth since Ronald Reagan administration. So he better come out swinging week one against the team that loves to play in the spotlight, especially against well-renowned football programs. Mm-hmm. Boise starting a true freshman quarterback on Saturday. So they could be shaky there, especially with this tropical storm I just mentioned. Um, so shitty weather dabble on the under, if you will, uh, the Seminoles, they've consistently had good recruiting in this conference, the ACC, which you could call it the Atlantic Clemson Conference. Uh, but high-returning production. You got Kendall Bryles from Oak, from uh, Houston, who's the new offensive coordinator and a somewhat experienced quarterback, and his not name is Francois. But I think the Noles get it done. I think they got it at least more than a touchdown on this. So, four-and-a-half is my pick.
1: Yeah, that's a uh... – I love that yeah, F- Boise State with another big-name game to open up the season. They're not afraid of anybody. Um, something I did want to note here is that I did not realize that longtime Wisconsin great Alex Hornibrook, tra- grad transfer at Florida State, got beat out by uh, Blackman, the quarterback there, James Blackman, I think. So uh, I'm just waiting until the game that Hornibrook gets in there because that guy just gets on the field wherever he is and just looks awful. So I'm sure that's going to bound to happen at some point.
0: Yeah, that's um, one note I didn't even have on here. So good point
1: there. Yeah, no, I just happened to see that on the bottom line last week. I didn't even know he transferred there. Um, guess I didn't realize he'd have a market for that. But, um, but anyway, yeah, I like that four and a half. Uh, it's time for them to bounce back. You know, the coaching carousel over there, and then really just kind of, you know, they had some problems ever since Jameis left, and uh, a lot of a lot of problems. So if, if they don't get if they don't get stormed out, then I think I think it's a good call. Um, so let's move on to your next one. What do you got up? all
3: right we'll get down here into the bread and butter of sec country my third pick i got the georgia bulldogs given 21 points at the vanderbilt commodores basically all you need to know about this is georgia's at that alabama level they've had a beat two years in a row they have one obstacle left as a program and that's beat alabama and get the title they got jake Fromm and deandre swift returning They have wide receivers, question mark, but they have talent coming in. The offensive line is loaded behind star left tackle, Andrew Thomas. I don't know what to say. I mean, Georgia, it'll be a home game for Georgia. All of us have been to games at Vanderbilt. All of us have been in the majority of whatever team you're rooting for there. Vanderbilt, like I said on the opening podcast, I think this is Derek Mason last year. He better get as much of the honky-tonk on Broadway as he can get this year. Georgia's coming to town. They're going to paint it red. They're starting their national title hunt this Saturday. And I like Georgia big. I like them 31 points.
1: 31. We're giving 21,
3: but I think they'll win by
1: 31 and start the year outright. Dude, I love it. Um, My my boys at Vandy, that's going to be a tough one. I mean, I still got them over – their win total, but that is uh, that's going to be a tough one. I feel like you're you're right. Georgia's going to come out with something to prove uh, this year, and uh, heard that they back be- Oh they yeah, because they
3: gave they gave up in the Sugar Bowl after they lost that heartbreaker to Bama in Atlanta. So I mean, yeah, they, the bowl game was
1: irrelevant. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, yeah, that's going to be a good one. I love seeing those first week, those opening week SEC matchups. Um, get, a, get a little taste of uh, what's coming from midseason, and then. Uh, but Vandy is, you know, Purdue's next week, so look ahead game for them.
0: Definitely looking ahead to Purdue. Yeah, they may, <laughs> they may pull the starters.
1: Um, I mean, would you do
0: that if you were like had zero chance of winning?
1: Might as well I mean, save your job, Derek.
0: Save your job.
1: Come on, Derek, uh, my guy. Um, but yeah, so hey, my, his
3: only his only way to save his job is to beat Tennessee for the fourth year in a row. He can go one in 11.
0: He does that. He'll save his job. Uh, but please bring it on.
1: Uh, Mike, why don't you hit your third game real quick?
0: All right. So third game outside the sec, definitely one of the more of the ones that if you're a degenerate, you're going to watch just because you're interested in it is Syracuse traveling to Liberty insert uh, Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. Mm-hmm. We all love that. We all love that tune. Um, the over under 68, and I'm all over the over. Uh, besides Ole Miss, this is Clay's favorite team, Syracuse, with Dino Babers. Um, Hugh Free the old love of Clay versus the new love, Dino Babers. Uh, I think Dino Babers is really worried about this game. But this is Liberty's first season, by the way, as an FBS team. And Liberty's starting quarterback goes by Buckshot. His nickname <laughs> is Buckshot Calvert. So, what is not to love about this team? Plus, we haven't even mentioned that Hugh Freeze, as we already know, is the head coach now for Liberty. Um, Traditionally has been a highly paced um, offensive mind. Orangemen are the same way, same recipe. So, I feel like if this game is, you know, kind of sloppy in the beginning, it's okay because the other team's going to get the ball immediately and do something or punt the ball right back. Uh, Syracuse got a redshirt sophomore, Tommy DeVito, taking the quarterback reins. Um, Dino has blatantly said that he's not going to take this game lightly. Like I said, I fully expect Liberty to keep up with scoring. Hughes gave up at least 31 points a game last year. Um, got a new D coordinator, but they're going to work out the kinks in this. He may not be coaching from the sidelines. He may be in the booth just due to his health issues lately. But I mean, this guy, as you already know, a great motivator, he's going to get these boys hyped. They're going to keep the game tight for a little bit. I don't see a problem with Syracuse covering, but the real value is the over at 68. So that's what I got.
1: Yeah, big a uh, big name game there uh, with Buckshot Calvert, Tommy DeVito, Dino Babers. Some good names. Uh, going to get some good ESPN bottom line uh, graphics there. Hopefully they do something with that. It's free content. It's an ESPN Plus type game. Yeah, so not a lot of watches there. But, but yeah, no, that's – um. That's a a good one. Um, Speaking of that, we're going to intro – speaking of the Syracuse-Liberty game, one of our good buddies uh, made the move out to Vegas recently, and uh, we wanted to throw in a segment for him since he's boots on the ground and, uh, you know, really just in the mud. Uh, So we wanted to add in a little segment for him, uh, our buddy Dave, um, you know, to kind of get his picks and see what's – you know, because we we get the the Action Network stuff, we get the national media, but it's really no – there's no substitute for the local talk the local you know the the breakfast the br- the brunch talk so uh let's uh welcome in Vegas Dave and I uh, will let him give you a couple of a uh, couple heaters uh from the local guys
2: wow. tell them to bring me my money yeah!
4: what up what up what up boys glad to be back man what an off season i just thrilled to be back tomorrow's going to be a good one holy war let's dive into this but first as you may know porting live out in vegas how to get the feel of the real deal out here it's uh it's good things are starting to come along i'm uh currently at a uh patio on a pf P- Chang's because i just lost a quick 200 at planet hollywood so i had to settle for some ramen over here but it's no big deal uh you know what it is what they say about Vegas. If you ain't grinning, then you ain't winning. Let's dive in these picks. I'm not gonna keep y'all long. I know Mike's got some trash. Nine team parlay NFL that he wants to talk about at the end. That's just definitely not gonna hit. So uh let's get into these boys. Uh, my first one is gonna be uh Tiger High, Memphis, minus five and a half over uh Ole Miss. I don't really have much to say about this uh, except that I can't wait to meet my Ole Miss guys at Cafe L.A. for those beer bongs by the third quarter. Those are going to be quite tasty. Um, Second one is going to be South Carolina, North Carolina. I love South Carolina minus 10. I'm a big must champ guy. Testosterone is just slinging off the walls and Cock Nation. Mac Brown, he comes out of retirement. I don't know what the hell he's thinking. Vince Young ain't running through those doors at all. He's got some freshman QB. First start, first freshman in program history to start. And on top of that, say it with me, Mike. Mac Brown is trash. Third game, uh, Fran Chad from across the street uh told me about this one earlier. They were sipping on like tear I miss. I don't know what the hell they were thinking, but it is what it is. Um they went they were feeling high on the cues of Syracuse against Liberty. I jumped all over it simply because it's Hugh Freeze's first game as a Liberty Flamer. So uh love some Dino Babers minus eighteen. Uh Hugh Freeze just got out of the hospital. I don't know what the hell he's been doing. He hasn't game plan, So, uh, expect, uh, Dino to come crash a party or two. But, um, that's it. It's my three picks. I uh, can't wait to get in with y'all every single week. I'll report same spot, not PF Chang's, but I'll, I'll be moving around on the strip. You never know, but
1: much appreciated vegas dave thanks for thanks for the call uh, looking forward to more heaters in the coming weeks
3: yeah, you can uh substitute the uh just the experience of knowing what the vibe is out there in Vegas during a game week like this so uh a little backstory on uh, Vegas Dave he grew up with us in DeSoto county, and uh, life just takes us all our separate ways. He's ended up in Las Vegas, which there's way worse places you can end up to so We will definitely be looking forward to hearing his weekly reports and getting some of his uh, winners week to week.
0: Mm I always appreciate the support from Vegas Dave. He's a big-time listener, a big-time hater of myself. He must be taking that red-eye Friday night to head to Liberty Bowl since he's going to be sharing the beer bongs with Ole Miss Miss fans. Um, Appreciate him letting me borrow a spot for the weekend in Vegas Mm -hmm. as uh, we, we burn down Vegas the way it should be. Um, but just to set the record straight, I don't think I've mentioned any NFL parlays last year. Maybe a teaser or two, but
1: no He's, he's just getting ahead of it. He's just he trying to predict the it. future. He's
0: I'll just... agree. I'll agree. Those, those shouldn't be on this podcast. This is college football <laughs> all day. Um, but either way, I think we are, we're both on the same playing field when it comes to Mac Brown. Yep. Really having no business with Muschamp. Could you imagine that being a wrestling match?
1: <laughs> Give me Mac.
0: <laughs> Give me Mac plus three hundred.
1: Yeah, no, that's going to be a fun one. I mean, uh, let's let's make this be another rivalry. Can we add this North Carolina South Carolina game each year? Just have South Carolina's out of conference schedule be nothing but major conference teams every year.
0: <laughs> I still wish we had Fedora.
1: Yeah, I know, I know. He was a great tenure there, but let's uh great. let's he jump back. Right. Exactly, yeah. Let's jump back in. Uh, I got two picks left for each uh, each of you. Uh, Clay, why don't you move on to your uh, fourth one?
3: All right, fourth one, we'll stay right there with what Vegas Dave a game he had. I have South Carolina versus North Carolina under sixty three and a half. I got some notes, but really, I'm just going to cut it short. Phil Longo is North Carolina's offensive coordinator. I watched him for the last two years in Oxford. He can't score outside the twenty. South Carolina is led by Will Muschamp, so that's all you need to
1: know there
3: under 63 and a half. I got nothing else for you here.
1: I like that. I like that. Yeah. Um, Longo made the, did he get the promotion to North Carolina or is it, what was that? It's
3: uh, it's definitely a promotion, but I mean, going from Matt Luke as your boss to Mac Brown, lesser of two evils, lesser of less mass, maybe. I don't know. I don't, who wants them? Who cares? Exactly. No under.
1: <laughs> under. Don't worry about it. Uh, so, yeah, so we got the South Carolina, North Carolina under sixty three and a half and a there. Uh, appreciate Vegas Day for starting us off with that one. Uh, Mike, what's your uh, fourth one?
0: Fourth one's got to be Georgia State at Tennessee. Rocky top, as they say. Uh, they're a 26-point favorite um, in Knoxville. And I like Tennessee rolling, covering that spread easily. Um, I mean, it's time for Pruitt to really get this fan base excited, uh, especially missing out of the bowl his first year going five and seven. Um, this is Georgia State's 10th year of collegiate football, by the way. Uh, they went two and ten last year. I really don't feel like we need to worry about this. Um, if we do, we got bigger problems in Knoxville. Tennessee, yeah, they're missing a few starters this week on defense just due to some suspensions and or injuries. But they got the depth. I mean, do you think the depth is deeper than Georgia State? If so, go ahead and take Tennessee. Pretty easy.
1: Yeah, and Tennessee's got uh, the B- BYU coming in next week, too. So
0: hopefully they're not looking ahead to that because BYU is actually a
1: fairly. You never know. They probably out. have like a 28 year old transfer playing QB that you know, it's <laughs> that nobody knows about.
0: Yeah. At least 30. He's on his <laughs> seventh
1: mission. He's on his seventh uh, mission. Played a couple years in the majors for uh, the Seattle Mariners. Um, buddy
0: Ate may love that, but he may fade it. Now that I said that we'll see.
1: We'll see. We'll see. But uh, I think Georgia state, Georgia state's uh, running the wishbone, right. Or the flex bone, you know, whatever the option, the Navy option. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. Over, uh, Tennessee minus 26, rolling. Uh, Clay, what's uh, number five?
3: Number five, uh, I think me and Money Mike are both on this same pick. It is uh, Mizzou at Wyoming. I got it at 17 and a half. La- last year, Mizzou won 40 to 13 in Columbia. Everybody knows Kelly Bryant is there as their quarterback now. Missouri 14 and six in their last 20 games. They return a junior running back, Larry Roundtree the third. Got off to a slow start last year and still exploded for 1,200 yards. Offensive line returning back, won one of the league's best rushing attacks. Mizzou, Mizzou, can get to 10 wins. They're a good team. They return uh, seven players in the secondary who had at least 150 snaps last year, so they have experience all around. I love, uh, I love them at Mizzou. At, I mean, at Wyoming. Excuse me. I don't, uh, I don't know why. While Wyoming would be a hard place to play on Saturday, but Missouri rolls big.
1: Getting them before the snow.
0: Yes, and that uh, that concludes my number five pick as well. So we got you nine winners this week instead of ten. Um, and by the way, we do not Clay and I do not consult each other at all before these picks. <laughs> we said that last year. We don't talk to each other at all. So we sometimes fade each other. We sometimes stay with each other. So if we're with each other, then you know it's a winner. Uh, I'm not going to reiterate much much of what Clay has said, but the only differentiator I think with this is Wyoming is in 7,200 feet above sea level. So, I mean, it's high elevation, Mm. like a Colorado type thing. So, I don't think it's enough to be worried about a guy named Kelly Bryant being on your team. He's got a chip on his shoulder, no ring from Clemson, so he's fired up, and he's going to go ahead and get his Heisman campaign started. Um, on a neutral field, they would be a 23-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, but, I mean, it's not like Wyoming's going to be a, a difficult place to play. The crowd's not going to be one in one out like it is at Liberty Bowl no. uh, this weekend. But Wyoming, they couldn't move the ball last year offensively at a fairly decent defense in 2018. But who did they play? They played in the Mountain West. So they dropped 600 yards on offense last year. So are they a good defense? Give me the Give me the Tigers
1: hmm So you got a minus seventeen and a half as well. Yes. Love that. Yeah, get Killer Bryant's Heisman uh campaign started early um in the elevation. Uh but yeah, so that concludes the five picks. We'll uh we'll tweet them out, uh put them in the bio or something, uh to kind of uh, you know, have them all lined out there. But uh, so those are 10 winners for you, of course. Uh, we did want to introduce one more quick uh, segment here at the end. Uh, it's going to be our double-digit dog of the week. So each of us will have a quick tidbit on a team that's obviously double-digit underdogs um, and uh, why we like them or just, you know, something fun to throw in a parlay. So uh, we'll lead it off with uh, Clay.
3: All right, my, uh, my double-digit dog of the week. I have South Florida on Friday night. At home, catching 12 and a half against Wisconsin. Charlie Strong Redemption Tour starts Friday night.
1: Love it. What's up, Mike? What is your uh, dog, Mike?
0: My dog is the Bulldogs of Louisiana Tech going to Austin, Texas, for the OK Cool Hook'em Longhorns. <laughs> uh, Tom Herman, big fan on the pod. Uh, Texas. We're, a pro, what,
1: we're, quick, we're a pro Horns Down podcast. Don't
0: yes. Forget. Um they're a 20-and-a-half-point dog. Um, Texas hosts LSU next weekend, so this is a perfect look-ahead game. So that's that's what we're doing.
1: Yeah. And uh, since you all you had a Saturday, Clay had a Friday, I'm going to throw in a Thursday night winner for y'all. You might have to search uh, the dial for this one or pull up a Reddit stream, but I'm going to take the Robert Morris Colonials plus 46-and-a-half traveling to Buffalo since they lost Tyree Jackson last year. You don't need to know any more than that. Plus 46 and a half for Robert Morris. If you can find that out, the, out, out of out at the book. Um
0: I feel like anything, 46
1: points, <laughs> just go
0: ahead and take it.
1: Hey, you know, I don't know what Buffalo's got, but they're not that good. Uh so yeah, let's um, uh you got the picks and the double digit dogs. Let's uh finish it up here with uh one of our with a voicemail from one of our favorite callers, uh a true listener, a basketball contributor, uh snitch. So we'll uh we'll see what he's got for us this week.
2: Tell them to bring me my money. What yeah. up, what up, what up, what up, what up? It's the Snitch back again for another year of college football. Some of you might know me from the Noisy Buckets pod, Grizzlies preview and, and season pods. If you don't, I'm just some dumb redneck who calls in and gives my opinion on college football picks. Um, special shout out to Clay, to Jacob, and to lose our money, Mike, uh, if the listeners don't know, lose our money, Mike, he leads you down the path of bankruptcy. So I'm just going to continue down uh that road this year and to save money, Mike, as we always do. I'm going to jump right into the picks. I'm super excited. I'm here in Cincinnati this week, and it is buzzing for Bearcat football. Uh, we got UCLA coming to town, and the Bearcats are returning 18 starters from that 11-win team last year. I'm riding with the home team. Fancy, minus three, because this town is buzzing. I don't know if it's here. Hold on, listen. Yeah, that was the town buzzing. They're ready for Bearcat football. Second, I'm going to stay in the SEC. i like, oh, it's going to be a Sierra red in Nashville when Georgia comes in to town. Vandy is not good at all. Not great, Bob. I'm going to take Georgia, minus 21, because I think they are going to destroy them. They're going to be up 14 at half. And they're going to take to the next level in the second half and just have a party on Broadway. It's going to be popping. Wear red because everybody else will be. And last but not least, uh I, I know a couple people probably have this on the pod this week, but, I mean, it's so hard not to. Um, You know, like Clay always says, disclaimer for all of our Ole Miss fans out here. Uh, I mean, we're alumni, but we just have to do it sometimes. And, you know, the Rebs are going into the Liberty Bowl got a bad taste in our mouth from last time we were there. Uh, I think Robert Candice is still dead on the field somewhere. But <laughs> Memphis is 9-0 and in their last nine games at 11 a.m. Ole Miss is returning negative three starters. Um, new coordinators on both sides. I just heard freshman Who's got moxie? But uh, he did try to fight some guys in the Egg Bowl and everybody thinks he's a trash ball from California. But a lot of Remains to be seen with this Ole Miss football team. Well, on the other hand, Memphis is continuing to build on their program. Nine wins last year, you know, continuing to have that winning pattern and growing this program uh, under Norvell. But, like we always say, fade the Rebs. So I'm going to take Memphis. Already took Memphis at minus six. I think everybody else is getting them at minus five and a half. But those are my three picks. And, uh, you know, I'm just still counting all the millions I made at the end of last year from fading Ole Miss. Um, I think they were 0-8 against the spread in SEC games last year. So we're going to settle up. So we're going to ride that into the sunset, and we're going to fade Ole Miss until they come and show us something. But like all of our idiot Ole Miss friends, we're going to be in the bowl 11 a.m., getting rowdy, sweating our balls off, hopefully catching a dub after we catch a couple – screwdrivers on the tiger lane with some of our stripe up uh buddies so uh you know it's going to be an interesting saturday and a great week one of college football look forward to many more peace
1: oh thanks again for snitch calling in one of our uh long-time listeners uh appreciate uh appreciate that those picks those heaters
0: yeah i'm always appreciative of snitch calling in. uh to- give me the hot takes of what he's got, especially with his hot takes of the Grizzlies making the playoffs every year. Um, works out real well on both sides. Um, either way, um, I know the pessimism really just comes out of snitch and clay when it comes to the revs, but I'm excited for another year. So fade me or make a profit. You, you choose.
3: Always appreciate snitch calling in. I mean, he he backed up my Cincinnati pick. He He's out on the town right now. It's Wednesday night at 10. I know he's enjoying the Cincinnati nightlife before the big game tomorrow. He's, he even showed us the buzz, let us listen. So uh, we always appreciate Snitch calling in. Hopefully, uh, maybe one time this year we can get him in the studio for a uh, – let him contribute. I'm sure he would appreciate that. But we'll see him at Saturday at the Liberty Bowl. We'll be over there in Tiger Lane. Uh, secondly. Our Thursday night tradition of watching games at Max's. Unfortunately, Mike bailed on the tradition like he does on everything. So, I'll be there by myself tomorrow night. If any Mm -hmm. local listeners want to uh, come out, I think David Merrill is going to be coming. He is a a huge fan of the pod. So, if anybody wants to come out and watch the games. And then last but not least, getting to the financials. I hear one, Matthew Powell, is going to be in uh, Memphis, Tennessee for the game this weekend. He is still indebted to me for a Silky's bucket for him thinking Ole Miss was going to win in Baton Rouge last year. Poor kid. You can't teach these kids anything. But hopefully Matt will be around. I can get that Silky's bucket off of him. We can talk Rebel basketball. But overall, great week. I don't think I could be more excited for the games. I'm pumped to watch football from now until, I guess, Monday evening.
1: Yeah, real, real excited uh, for what's coming up. I got a house sit
0: for Vegas, Dave. Don't throw me under the bus too hard, Clay. You know I want to be at Max's. You know oh. it.
3: Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, I mean, if, if it was part of the deal. If he's going to give us a weekly report, somebody had to do it this weekend, and you bit the bullet. I think you just didn't want to hang out with your brother, but
0: that might. Not true. <laughs> <laughs> Probably true. I mean, I, uh, I would love to share that bucket or at least have a couple sips out of that bucket he's going to buy. Um, but enjoy it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'll be watching. There'll be, there'll
0: be more buckets. I'm sure he'll have worse
3: bets to make this year.
1: I'm sure we got to get uh, we got to get Maddie back in to make another uh, bold prediction. Uh, on it. we'll have to get him in on the voicemails next week to see what he's thinking. See what that Austin uh, Austin air has affected his uh, college football knowledge. Um, but we do know the Austin Cash spins just as well in Memphis, so we're, we're looking for that uh, Silky's bucket. Um. But anyway, guys, I think we're good for week one. Uh, appreciate everybody listening. Uh, as always, the voicemail number is in the uh, in the credits of the pod on the on iTunes and stuff. Um, follow us on Twitter and uh, look for some pics. Follow Mike. He might tweet out some stuff this weekend. You never know how many white claws he's going to have in Vegas. And uh, if there's nothing else for you guys, I guess we'll sign off here. No, nah,
3: it's not It's Christmas Eve night. Let's get Let's it. Let's
1: go. Appreciate it. See you guys. Peace.